We have a showdown in Columbus, Ohio this weekend between Michigan State and Ohio State. And we've got some big NFL games this weekend. Stay tuned to catch them on Bleacher Creatures. couldn't change colors no what happened to him he had a reptile dysfunction <laughs> that's actually pretty good okay that thank was, you that yeah. was good. <laughs> all right you're getting better at uh, least these are funny yeah, yeah that one that one was like teetering on the edge of uh of like non-pg <laughs> you know like, it was a little edge yeah it's like ooh, you know? i cringed when i typed it <laughs> it had a little more it had a little more substance than the normal like yeah the normal ones <laughs> The normal ones you see on the back of a Laffy Taffy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Those horrible jokes. Man. You ever had a blue Laffy Taffy? Amazing. They're what? the bet. You didn't know they had blue? No. They also have chocolate. Okay. Yeah. That's that sounds chocolate. horrible. What? I don't know if I've ever had the chocolate. I don't, that, that's, it's good. That's but like, the blue one? It's sorry. like chocolate jello. Like yeah. That. It just doesn't feel right. Well, okay. But, but anyway, <laughs> the blue ones are by far the best. I, I say that. Banana, I, I honestly, bananas I is really bananas good. Bananas horrible. All right. Banana's the only one you get. There's there's yellow, pink, and then the occasional blue or purple. No, no, no there's cherry, Purple's too. Purple's great. Red. Red. So Red is like, great, like, too. There's no flavors. The, it's just colors. The, the, the pink one, the, str- the strawberry, in quotes, strawberry one is the worst thing on the planet. I don't know why people eat it. I'll say something extremely controversial right now. I love yellow Starburst. And everybody seems to hate them, and I don't understand why. My, my top twos are red and orange in that order. Yeah, especially if you get both of them and put them in your mouth at the same time. See, I, I do that with pink and yellow. That's that's strawberry lemonade. Yeah. yeah. It's the, delicious. The, the yellow and – not yellow. The orange and red. I, Wait. I, it's something the yellow that. Starburst or lemon. Lem- lemonade? Lemon? Yeah. What? Josh? Lemon lemonade. Oh, wait. I'm thinking of the tropical ones. The tropical one is banana. Why would that be your go-to? It's like if I told you about a bag of Skittles and you're like, oh, I was thinking about the mixed berry. I was thinking about the <laughs> smoothie ones. Yeah. I haven't I had Starburst in a while. Pack where everybody's all apples. <laughs> Granny Smith and a Fuji. No, I forgot that the regular yellow Starburst are lemon. Well, I like the yeah, lemon they're ones. Lemon. They, I don't like the banana ones. My counter to that was... I'm also just used to most candies, the yellow being banana. That's it's mostly... 50. Yeah, I'd say it's... Uh, it, honestly, I feel, like a good it, I feel like it leans more towards lemon in most things. Yeah. Right? If you pick Well, a, I like any, lemon, and I don't like banana. So, like, Skittles, yellow is lemon. Yeah. Starburst, yellow is lemon. Correct. Um, I think dots, all Skittles taste dots, the same. Dots, yellow, yellow is, is lemon. lemon. Skittles all taste the same. I don't know why same. I went uh, to Dots. Spree. No, Every Skittle tastes exactly same. Yellow is lemon. Yellow is lemon, I'm pretty sure. Um, um, sweet Tarts. Sweet Tarts. Yellow is lemon. They all taste the same, but yeah. yellow is lemon. They yeah, do. They same literally taste the exact same. Spree all taste. They the same. also all taste the exact same. And I love spree. I do too. It's it's a. Are it's those an the ones candy. that are shaped like fruit? No, they're shaped no, like. So that's the ones. They're literally runts. Runts. Yellow yeah. is banana. Yellow is yeah. banana. But and that's runts. because the yellow is a banana. What about gobstoppers? I don't think they really have a flavor. I don't, I don't know if I've ever eaten yeah. a gobstopper. Yeah, you have. Um, Why'd you say like gobstopper? My counter <laughs> to you saying, "Oh, I was thinking about the tropical Starburst." Was well, you know, I'm sure they have limited supplies in Tickfall, but there's no way they're sending y'all 
extra flavors. Y'all no. are getting y'all may get like a two pack of Skittles, just Maybe. red and green. <laughs> they don't even have. They're There's <laughs> literally just they they send the packs of like you know how they have like the all pink Starburst packs. It's just that. That's all you can get. But they give them all orange. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey yeah. I'd be fine with and that. And I like orange, but orange is usually one of the least liked flavors it of is. things. It's, oh, it's, I love orange. Orange, <laughs> orange is like, Powerade? Can't beat it. Orange. I agree. 100%. Orange, yeah. I. It's either yellow or orange for me. Honestly. It, it honestly annoys me that almost everywhere that has Powerade, like restaurants and stuff, it's always blue. blue. Blue and red. I never get red. It's because those blue. are the two. Those are the two most popular flavors. Yeah, demographic but, but wise, they're my. They're two of my least favorite because they're I'll, the most popular. You're so used to having it that you want to try the other flavors. You know, you may want a little strawberry lemonade. You may want well, a little kiwi. I think the blue is gross. The, the cool thing about I don't like the blue. The cool thing about having like orange or lemon lime for your Powerade or Gatorade is that it adds like a little like. Has like a little tang. I've seen lemon lime too on fountain drinks. I have too. It, like a racetrack, you go to like a racetrack, yeah. they'll have a lemon lime. Very rarely, but they do, and I, they need that needs to be more of a thing. They'll never throw an orange at you. You no, want to know? I want the orange. Or I want the lemon lime. You want to know something purple too? Crazy obscure that is like amazing. So you know the it's not crazy obscure, but it's like super specific. The body armors. Have you ever? First of all, have you ever had body armor? Yes. yes. Okay. Have you ever had Body Armor Blitz? It's the caf- It's like the caffeinated version. Is it the one that's? It has like the yellow yeah. wrapper on. Yeah. There is one. No, sorry. It's Body Armor Edge, and it's orange Blitz flavored, and it's orange, and it has like it's Body Armor and caffeine, and it's orange. That yes. is so good. It is amazing. If you've never had it, try it, because it's only like it has a, a decent amount of caffeine, but it's also like hydrating and better for you, and. I bet it doesn't work as good as Mountain Dew Rise, though. Not a sponsor, but please sponsor us. <laughs> Dude, bo- you know how cool it would be to be sponsored by Body Armor? And no. Mountain Dew Rise? <laughs> Dude, it would be legendary. Mountain Dew Rise is, is very good. Imagine if it, they sent us like one of those like coolers, and we just had it in the background of the videos that we don't make. <laughs> <laughs> we, had it, we could just crack them on the... <laughs> that would be, like, be perfect. That would just be the cold open every time. Hey, dude! A cold open because <laughs> it's because it's a cold beverage, exactly. <laughs> and you're opening it, dude. There used to be. I'm trying to find it yeah, right Blake's now. Yeah, Blake's been looking up something on well, his phone for the last five minutes. There was a uh, there. I can't remember if it was Powerade or Gatorade, but it was a discontinued flavor. So rip. They had Riptide Rush, which was Powerade, which was like a purple, phenomenal. But then there was one. I want to say it was Gatorade, and it was called like. Green squaw. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It was. I'm not kidding. It was. It was like squaw was in the name, and it was phenomenal. And they discontinued it. And I'm trying to find the exact name of it right now, but I can't because I don't remember if exactly if it was green squaw. I just remember squaw was in the name. You want to know a real hot take? One of my favorite flavors of Gatorade is cucumber lime. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. People berate me. What's funny is that's the first one that came up. It's so good. People, I get berated endlessly for liking it, and it's so good. Like, I'm pretty sure you've, I think I've said it to you before, Josh, and you just look at me Ooh. with that look on Do your you face. Do you remember the Tiger Woods Gatorades? No. Oh, they not were at so all. so good. You had, let's see what it was. I'm trying to read these flavors, and my phone froze, so that's awesome. Cool Fusion was one. That was the green one. And then you had Quiet Storm. Wow. This is like poetry. <laughs> I know. And then Red Drive, and they were phenomenal. This is poetry. Tiger, what are you 
doing? I don't think I've ever referred to Gatorade as a their actual given names. I only it's do colors. color. Yeah. yeah. Unless I'm talking about cucumber lime. You shouldn't. <laughs> the, the the seafoam green Gatorade. <laughs> no, I mean you just shouldn't refer to the oh, cucumber I, lime. No, that's what I was saying. But right, I, I was thinking right. of the color. I can't find it, but we can't keep talking about Gatorade this whole episode. <laughs> Wait, can I say one more thing about the Starburst colors? Yes. Uh, the reason I like the the red and the orange so much is I feel like okay flavors fine good right but it, there's something about the colors on those wrappers that makes me want to eat it. They're perfect. They're amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, the perfect shade of orange and red. Mm-hmm. The pink and the yellow. I think that's the reason I don't like them as much is because the shade of color on the wrappers is beautiful. Okay. I don't know why they picked that orange. <laughs> well, that's why. It's so good. <laughs> they did a study group with just you. It's like that. It's that orange on that that soundboard. It's that that plug. It's the exact yeah. orange. And, it and it wait, actually wanna, is. And I want to eat that plug now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this has been an odd start to the episode. That's, why I, that's also why I bite the mic whenever I'm <laughs> – it's the red starburst color. All right. He's off red from now on. All right. All right. Uh, let, let's get into this, okay? I uh, – <laughs> I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning because, you know, I had some crops to go field and some corn to shuck. But, um, crops no. to sow. Crops to sow. <laughs> no, I had to uh, I had to bring Gracie to work because, as I told you, she got in a wreck. Car's pretty banged up. But, thankfully, everybody's okay. I uh, actually got the call midway through a basketball game Wednesday night, so I could barely hear her. And then I had to film the rest of a basketball game. Knowing this little bit of information, I got in a wreck. And then never heard anything again until I left the dome. So I was, I was freaking out for a good 45 minutes. But um, All right. Well, this is a trend that I'm starting to notice with people our age when they get in car accidents or, like, any situation like that. Tell people you're okay, at yeah. least. <laughs> My friend did that to his mom a few weeks ago. But he got in a wreck, and he just texted her and went, I got in a wreck. And that was it. Didn't answer. Talked to cops for, like, an hour. Did everything. Yeah, that's the thing. You talk And to she's people. over here panicking. And... <laughs> Just, just like, it takes four more seconds. Just throw in a, I'm okay, though. Yeah, but I got this call in the Cajun Dome, which was loud as can be, and uh, she's crying, obviously. She's got in a wreck. She cries if she stubs her toe, and I can barely make out what she's saying other than I got in a wreck, and then I'm like, oh, like, this is not good, and then click, basketball game starts back up. I'm trying to text her. Obviously, she's talking to, like, the cops, the other person, insurance, all that stuff. So it was it was full panic mode for, like, 45 minutes. But uh, thankfully, everybody was okay. Um, look, we got a few big games this weekend. Um, Who is it? Well, before we get to that, I wanted to ask you something. In the years prior to this year, you knew who the Heisman winner was going to be probably midway through the season, right? You had a good idea of, like, the top two. Yeah, like, it was very known. Uh, the year Joe Burrow won it. The year Johnny Manziel won it. The year Lamar won it. The year Baker won it. Like, it was yeah, pretty much known. Yeah, their name was being pushed everywhere. Yeah, I mean, maybe the exception of last year, but you knew it was going to be one of the three from Bama. I mean, <laughs> that was very clear. So, this year, I... I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you who the Heisman winner is going to be. Um, like uh, usually, Twitter is just full of the Heisman. Oh yeah, like, and they have every now and then, like every week, they'll have a like a sponsored tweet, and it's who's who has your vote for the Heisman. It's neck and neck with everybody. Yeah, I I 
I couldn't tell you who the front runner is. I thought it was going to be uh, Bijan Robinson from Texas, but he's out for the rest of the season with a uh, a dislocated elbow. And Matt Corral has been the constant that's been on there every time. Well, I'll get to why I don't think it's going to be Matt Corral. Okay, and it's not because of his athletic ability. Okay, that's fine. But um, I'm just I was just saying that's the one that I've seen yeah. on that poll every time. And then there's some I think it's the running back from Michigan State. Yeah, what's his name? His name is uh, Kenneth Walker the third. Yeah, sorry, I was on a blank. He's the been on third. there almost every time. But I mean, before the season, it was a toss up between Uyunglele at Clemson before they fell off. Um, <laughs> Matt <laughs> Matt Corral and I, w- I was thinking you can't even play football Bryce Young, um, but I, I have the uh, the front runners here in Vegas's odds. Uh, so you got Bryce Young at plus one eighty. Young is twelfth in yards and third in touchdowns amongst ESPN's top fifty quarterbacks. But doesn't sound like a Heisman to me. Well, my thing is there there was there was never any Heisman moments. Like every person who wins the Heisman has that Heisman moment. Yes, it's kind of cliche, but it happens. I mean, Joe Burrow had like 10 of them, but, um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's my boy. Uh, friend of the show, friend of the show. I think <laughs> Bryce Young is up there and probably number one because he's the best player on the highest rated team with a player that can be picked. If that makes sense. Yeah, because definitely the, the Heisman with a few exceptions like Lamar Jackson, RG three and Johnny football, has to be or there in their minds. It's the best player on the best team. In those years when, you know, RG3, Johnny Football, Lamar, they couldn't ignore them. They couldn't not right. give it to them. They were such standouts that yeah. they had to just – they couldn't not be the Heisman. And two of them were freshmen. Yo, wasn't Lamar a freshman when he won it? I believe he was. He might have – I'm not I, sure. I, know I, I don't want to say was. yes or no because I don't know for sure, but I think – I know I Johnny Manziel was. I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson was as well. But those years they couldn't ignore it. But ever James since James Winston, James Winston. Um, but ever since then, and before then, it's pretty much nine times out of ten the best player on the best team, typically the quarterback. And since Georgia doesn't really have a guy, because yeah, they're very well rounded, but they don't have anyone that stands out from the pack. They just play so well together as a unit that there, there's nobody on Georgia that they could reasonably give it to. Bama is next up. Who's the standout of Bama? Bryce Young. So that's why I think he's going to get it. Yes, he's very good. Don't get me wrong. Bryce Young's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Do I think he's the best quarterback in the country? No. But who do you think is the best quarterback in the country, Blake? Dude, that is a very good question. I would say the best quarterback who's on my list for or on Vegas's list for the Heisman, the best quarterback who I think would prevail at the next level is Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh. He just, to me, I feel like – the quarterback class that's going to be coming out in the draft this year just isn't – It's not good. It's not. It's it hasn't not been be anything. Good. It hasn't been good for like past two seasons. It, I would say Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert's class was the best one probably out of the past like five years. Yeah, that was Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. Who else came out Tua. that year? Tua. Four uh, starters. Yeah. I mean, you say what you want about Tua and Jalen. They're still starting. Yeah, that's true. Um. And then, like, last year, you had, like, Zach Wilson, who, not a bust, I guess, yet, but everybody was kind of leaning that way. Trevor Lawrence, who I said was going to be a bust from day one. Um, Justin Fields, in a bad offense, but still not looking too great, who I thought was really going to be good. Um, I still think Justin Fields could be very good. 
He just needs to get to the right situation for him to develop. He's not going to develop with the Bears, and he's he's stuck in this just I have to be a playmaker instead of learning to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people develop in Matt Nagy's offense. No, um, not at all. Next up, that's why they all leave. <laughs> that's why they've never had a great quarterback. Yeah. Next up, you got C.J. Stroud at plus 280. ESPN has him ranked 11th right now in front of Young in overall quarterbacks. Um, he's a touchdown machine in the Big Ten. Um, the only way I could see C.J. Stroud winning this is if Ohio State wins a national championship, which I don't think will happen. Um, I think they're going to lose this weekend to Michigan State, but we'll talk more about that. So, yeah, I think C.J., another guy, really good, but he's up there because he plays for Ohio State. Right. If C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young played for New Mexico and La Tech, they wouldn't be up here. Um, Not at all. Let's see. Uh, also tied for second is Kenneth Walker the third at uh, plus 280. Second in ESPN's overall running back. Second in the nation in touchdowns. Um, he leads the nation in yards. In my opinion, he's the best. I think he's the Heisman winner. Give it um, to him. Now, a defensive player. Is there any standout defensive player? No. That, nah. They'll Heart occasionally breaking. invite a defensive player, but they know good and well. They're never going to. No, they're never going to give it It'll to never them. happen. The only way a defensive player is going to win the Heisman is if they also play running back. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, like back when uh, Honey Badger went, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, everybody knew he was probably the best player in the country, but he played on defense. So, yeah, he got the invite to New York, but they weren't going to give it to him. Same with Manti Teo. They weren't going to give it to him. It, it's just whatever is in the minds of those people that make the, the, that do this voting, they're not going to give it to a defensive player. It doesn't matter how good they are. Yeah, they want to make football an offensive sport, and which it's happening. That, and it's, it's, it's been, been happening. Done. Yeah, it's been happening. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if it's me, I would give it to Kenneth Walker the third. Uh, I think Michigan State, and this is sad that it has to be like this, but Michigan State's got to beat Ohio State for him to win it, and he has to have a good game. Um, doesn't matter what he's done for the rest of the season. If Michigan State doesn't make the playoffs, I don't see him getting it. Please do it, Kenneth Walker the third. I hope. I want to see a running back win. Yeah, me too. Um, third, but technically fourth, um, is a carbon copy of Johnny Manziel and Matt Corral at plus 700. If Ole Miss was undefeated, he's your winner. No doubt, uh, since they're not, he won't. And I don't really see any more – I don't see a point in talking about it anymore. That's the facts. Ole Miss isn't undefeated. They've got, what, two or three losses at this point in the season. They're not in contention for a playoff. They're not in contention for a SEC championship. They're not going to give it to Matt Corral. Doesn't matter how good he is. And I think, honestly – if the Redskins take Matt Corral, or I'm sorry, the Washington football team takes Matt Corral in the top ten pick. The Red Wolves. The Red Wolves. That is a wasted pick. Can we just start referring to him as the Red Wolves on our show just to we're show gonna, our support for that name? We're going to manifest it. Manifest destiny. All right. I'm going to change the list now at the bottom. Um, <laughs> then finally, the guy who will just get a free trip to New York City and the w only one who will probably be successful in the next next uh, step, the next the, the league as people call it is uh, Kenny Pickett at plus 250, uh, I'm sorry, plus 2,500. Fifth overall quarterback, true pocket passer, but he plays for Pitt. And voters are generally only looking for blue bloods. Uh, so while Kenny Pickett, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in the country, he ain't getting in. He'll get the trip. He's not getting it. All right. 
this weekend, we have number seven, Michigan State, traveling to number four, Ohio State. Ohio State is a 19-point favorite. Um, That is absurd. I get Michigan State lost to Purdue, and Ohio State just blew them out, but in the wise words of, I forget who does it. Come on, man. Who does that? Who is the come on, man? (laughs) Wow, I cannot believe I'm drawing a blank on this. I know. Um. Look, this game will be the best matchup on TV Saturday. Can Mel Tucker redeem himself? Is it's Randy Moss? For Randy Moss does it, but I don't know if he's the one who created it. Oh, well, I know he does it. That and then you just got mossed. Yeah, which is an awesome segment. <laughs> Reminds me of when ESPN <laughs> used to do like the not so top ten, <laughs> which was like all the spoofs. It was a great time. But um, really going to be interesting to see if Mel Tucker can get Michigan State back in line and if he's worth that $8 million a year contract that Michigan State's about to give him or has given him. I haven't read yet if it was confirmed or if it was just speculating. But now Mel Tucker is, I believe, the highest paid African-American coach in college football and I believe in football in general. And he's, I want to say, only second now behind Nick Saban because Orgeron is done, so that $9 million contract is out. So now Mel Tucker's probably, I think, the last time I saw, I can pull the list back up, but he was, to my memory, the second highest paid coach in the country with this new contract. Um, so Good on you, Mel Tucker. Yeah, I, and I, I said this before, too. I said if he beats Michigan, he's going to get that contract. Uh-huh. Um, so any LSU fans that had hopes of Mel Tucker coming in, I'm sorry. It ain't happening. Um, Just showing that. Oh, I'm sorry. Showing the world that. The Bleacher Creatures know what we're talking about on this show. Mel Blake Tucker predicted it. I, I did. Mel Tucker is now the highest paid African American head coach in sports. Oh, so wow. that is a huge move. Um, very happy like for in, Mel Tucker. Like even in like, like like professional. Yeah, it says highest paid African American coach in sports. That's wow. impressive. That's, um, yeah, good on you. Like yeah, like Josh said, very good on you, Mel Tucker. They're lacking in the NFL. If they're that's. What? Yeah. Wait, how much is his contract? $8 million. $8 million a year, and I think it's – I didn't see how long it was for, but it is $8 million a year. He's that's on- a lot of – that's a lot of money. Yeah. That is a lot of money. How – oh, eight – okay, I didn't know it was $8 million a year. A year. I thought it was like $8 million for like eight years or something. No, no, no. $8 million a year. For a, a head – a college football head coach. Yeah. At a program that's in the top ten – each year, but you're not surprised to see him at like 15th, 16th, 17th, or not ranked at all. How do they fund that though? How much does Mike Tomlin make? Not eight million. How much <laughs> does Nick Saban make? I think Nick makes north of nine point five. I could be wrong, but I think he's around Dude, that range. How do they afford that? I'm not sure, Jackson. If you want to do us a favor and look up highest paid college coaches, because I had the list. And I don't look know up what how happened. much Mike Tomlin makes. Because I, I don't, don't know. know now. I don't know what happened to it. Um, next up, we have number 21, Arkansas, at number two, Alabama. Um, Alabama, according to the ESPN matchup predictor, is 92.6 percent, or they have a 92.6 percent chance of winning this game. They are a 20. Uh, 20 and a half point favorite. It's Alabama. It's Arkansas. Uh, both teams coming off close games to LSU. I think it's, it's, it's a given. Yeah, it's a given. I think with this win, Alabama will wrap up the SEC West and confirm their trip to, uh, to Atlanta to face the dogs in the SEC championship. Um, 
Yeah. I don't see this going Arkansas's way. Is Georgia in the East? Yes. How? Because Georgia is bordering the ocean. I'm I'm really I always think there's another state Wait, to the what? east of Georgia that touches the ocean. <laughs> Wait, Wait what are you're you right. what are you talking about? He didn't I, know Georgia I'm, was in I'm, the east. I'm being really excuse me. I, I had him. Georgia's on the for coast. Georgia yeah. was one of the thirteen colonies. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really losing it right now, and it it was look. It, it was everything was backwards in my head. Whenever I like, I know it touches east the and ocean. West were opposite. But whenever somebody tells me like, you know, Georgia touches the ocean, I'm like, there's no way. Like there well, has to be another state you don't in between. Think about oh man, let's go to a, a beach in Georgia. <laughs> no one says that. Well, let's go take a trip to. Athens. I think that's on the coast somewhere. Uh, that's where Georgia is. Georgia University. Um, I don't know, but they have beaches no, in Georgia. Athens isn't on the coast. I don't know where it's Athens at. is north because it's not far from Auburn. I think Savannah's on the coast. Might be Savannah. Anyway. But it is weird to think that Georgia is a coastal state. Like, Yeah, it doesn't seem right. No, I always like think all. that there's another state in between Georgia and the ocean. Like, I, I don't know. I I don't share the sentiment. I just well, I'm you're always, wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. Well, because I because you know why? Because I c- so closely associate Florida and Georgia, and I know Florida's on the coast, so I automatically assume Georgia's on the coast because it's like the same state. They just make a T. Does West? I mean, I know West Virginia. West Virginia does not touch. No, it, West Virginia it's, it's doesn't like touch the ocean. Tiny, 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 and then bulb. <laughs> so I didn't. West know Virginia's if, not as small. I mean, it's about it's about the same size. No, as but like the panhandle of West Virginia is small. And then it go, it's like tiny, 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 tiny. I don't really tiny, think tiny, there's a panhandle. West Virginia more, more looks like Lafayette shape. I couldn't point out Lafayette to you shape-wise if you had two it's in It's more front of, of me. a – it's more – Look up West Virginia. It has a panhandle. <laughs> it has like a little nub on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a little nub and then it just bulb. West Virginia. Anyway, uh, did you pull up that list of uh, coaches yeah, too? Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll talk about this game and then we can get to that. Oh yeah, it has. It's like it's like a little, like Thanksgiving turkey. It's it has like, like a two little bulbs like this, and then a big old. Yeah, it's a panhandle. Yeah. Well, does that panhandle touch the ocean? No, West Virginia is an <laughs> in inland state. Because if West Virginia touches the ocean, <laughs> I don't know what's right anymore. I'm gonna does, lose it. Does it. not look. Look. Wait, does Kentucky? You ready? I'm ready. Kentucky doesn't. No. No. You know what's weird? Kentucky borders Ohio. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. The the, the states <laughs> – all right, look, and me and Josh were talking about this at work. By the way, kudos to Josh. He can point out every state. I can point out every state too. Well, I, I know them, but I, I can't accurately tell – because there's some that I just don't care about. Well, I mean, yeah, once you get up into like the northeast and there's like ten states that are like the size of a quarter. You know what's I'll also – I'll start messing those up. You know what's up. also really weird is immediately above Louisiana – with you know the Arkansas, Missouri thing, there's f- there's four states above Louisiana. Yes, yeah, the chef. That's crazy. Yeah, like that's just weird to think it's about. The chef. You know what's absurd? I know, but I, I, and then he has his fried chicken, which I, is Kentucky. And I his don't pan, know which is what Tennessee. The, what Tick Fall here is Look talking at about? It. Look at it. Um, Looks like a chef with a pan of fried chicken. You know what's I find absolutely absurd? The fact that some people think Alaska is an island. Like 20 miles off the coast of California because that's where it is on the map. I know. I, I feel like you're talking about Hawaii. No, no, no. No, people, because of the way, like, look. On a map, you see this? no way look. people think Alaska. I've heard it from oh, multiple like people. People think that, yeah. I didn't realize how far out into the ocean Hawaii is. Hawaii's though. probably, what, I think Hawaii's closer to Japan than it is to us. Uh, I think it's about, I think it's like the same, I think it's equidistant. Okay. But I could be mistaken. 
$5 word right there. Hey, you listen to this podcast, you learn big words. Equidistant. Do yourself a favor. Look up the definition. We're not going to tell it to you. <laughs> it um, means equal distance. Jackson! You weren't supposed to tell them. Um, we got to so, leave people with something to go home with. Cliffhangers. <laughs> got to give them some homework. Yeah. Ooh, I have a cool ad on this uh, this article about – I can't even read it. Never mind. It's gone. It just says 21 North Korea wanted leak. It's gone, though. That sounds dangerous. All right. Back to football. <laughs> what questions did you have? Because I have the list pulled up. Okay. Who is the highest paid college? What is Nick Saban's salary? Nick Saban's salary, $9.75 million okay. dollars a year. So I knew it was north of 9.5. Mel Tucker is now at. You, do you know what his record is? Not good. Nick's, no, Nick Saban. Oh, it's probably unreal. It is absurd. It is 165 to 23. <laughs> and you, you want to know? ULM is one of those 23 teams. That's. Yeah, that doesn't make That's heartbreaking. They beat him in his first year at Alabama. That's heartbreaking. Uh, in six national championships. Sorry, I just had to say yeah. So, Nick Yeah, Saban. the six national championships kind of outweigh the loss to ULM, but yeah. it's still there. So, sure 9.75 million, okay. right? And then it was, oh, but again, he got fired. And Mel It Tucker. literally has it fired, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, has it, for, it has it for every every coach that is no longer the highest paid. They have fired next to them. I love That's that awesome. it's in all caps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just so really adds emphasis. Number three is David Shaw. David Shaw. That's the coach of... Stanford. Yeah. David Shaw and is up there. Stanford? But the thing is, he is also... African-American. Yeah, so... But Mel Tucker is making more than him. I, I, yeah, this, this, this is from November 9th. Yeah. So, 10 days ago. So obviously this has changed now. Then it's Dabo. They should have waited. Dabo at eight point three seven million. Um, by the way, David Shaw is eight point nine two, which is it's just amazing. I don't know how you make that. That's a lot of money to make. And yeah, it, it is. And that's why I like because I always thought David Shaw would be good at LSU. But the, the thing is, LSU can't. There's schools that LSU can pluck coaches from because we can offer them a lot more money. We're in the same ballpark as that. You're not, yeah. you're not going to get more than north of eight at LSU. It's just facts. Because it, it has uh, – it's funny because this is another one that's fired. Gary Patterson, TCU, fired. Yeah. <laughs> he was there for 22 years, I believe. Oh, um, poor fella. Let's, let's, let's get back to some games. We can uh, revisit that. Well, how many times did he win the Iron Skillet? That's a good question. Probably a lot because Southern Methodist was not that good. Throw back um, to a previous episode. Y'all go find yeah, out which one it was, and you'll find a little trivia about the, the Iron Skillet. The Iron Skillet game. Uh, we have number 11, Baylor, uh, taking on Kansas State University. Uh, Kansas State is a one-point favorite. Um, they may not be ranked, but with seven wins, they are no slouch. Um, Baylor could be facing that big-game hangover, so it's really going to be interesting to see how Dave Aranda prepares the uh, Baylor Bears for this game. A big game in terms of conference uh, standings in the Big 12 and getting to the being that second spot in the conference championship. Um, right now, ESPN's matchup predictor has a 55.6 chance to Baylor and 44.4 to Kansas State. Um, not the game that jumps off the paper at you, but definitely one people need to be watching this weekend. Um, then we have number 10, Wake Forest at Clemson. I know what you're thinking. Clemson stinks. Well, they're still quietly 7-3. and three. They could still win the ACC if things line up. Uh, oh, so they've been on a win streak, yeah. huh? Because last time I remember, they were like... They were like 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if things go Clemson's way, I think they would have to beat both uh, Wake Forest. No, they would have to beat Wake Forest, and then NC State would have to lose. I'm not sure exactly how everything has to line up, but there is a chance... 
that Clemson can make the ACC championship, but none of that matters if they don't beat Wake Forest. Um, Wake Forest, make it happen. Everybody else in the ACC, make it happen. Don't let them in. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Um, Right now, ESPN's got Clemson has a 69.1% chance of winning this game, and Clemson is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, This is going to be an interesting game. It has a – it's – the ACC is going through this game, or the Atlantic Division at least. Um, so this will be a very interesting matchup. I, I, I haven't picked the score for any of these games. Wow. Uh, Michigan State, I think they're going to win 42-38. to 38. Baylor versus Kansas State, I think Baylor's going to win. I don't think that big game hangover is going to come into play. I think Baylor will probably win 35-28, somewhere in that range. Well, didn't Kansas State just win a big game too? I'm not sure. I, I don't have their – They're uh, the Jayhawks, right? No, it was Kansas beat Texas. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Um, Wake Forest at Clemson, I think Clemson's going to win. Um, I think Clemson will probably win a, a very boring, not high-scoring game, probably like 21-17. Um, then we got 8-2 and two Southern Methodist uh, traveling to number 5 Cincinnati. Cincinnati is an 11-point favorite, and this will be Cincinnati's toughest test since Notre Dame. And that tough 58th. 58th ranked strength of schedule is really coming into play right now. Um, I'm ready for the sympathy story to be over. I think SMU wins 42 to 28. I think they catch them off guard. SMU was a good team um, at eight and two. They were, I mean, they were, I'll take they Blake. were and still are Cincinnati's toughest test for the remainder of the year. Um, I saw something interesting. Houston is also in Cincinnati's conference. They have not played Houston. There's no East and West in the American. But they don't play them this season, so I guess they would play them in the conference championship. I'm pretty sure the American Conference has a conference championship, and they don't just award the team with the best record the championship. So if they do have to play Houston, I'm sorry. I should have done my research on that part. But I think Houston has a chance to beat them. So we'll see. Um, Then we've got the LSU-ULM game. I mean, I think that's the calmest you've been recently talking about Cincinnati. (laughs) Uh, like I said, I'm ready for the sense the the sympathy story to be over. We'll I'm see, getting. We'll see how it changes on 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 Monday. I'm well, the thing is, I wouldn't be so mad about it if they weren't acting like how they are. They're acting like UCF did, mm-hmm. and you saw how everybody just turned on UCF. Like you had the blueprint on how not to act, and you're just yeah. doing it all over again. Um, but now we have. What? Who'd have thought this would have uh, been? Both teams' records coming into this game: four and six ULM taking on four and six LSU in Baton Rouge. Um, look, ULM by a hundred. <laughs> there's not much to say about this game. LSU will get its probably fifth and last win of the season. Uh, How bad LSU did that is, hurt to say? A lot. LSU is a 29 point favorite. Uh, Max Johnson, I believe, is starting the game. They're not going to go with Nussmeyer. Uh, I'm sure we'll see Nuss at some point, but we're four and six. Um, Out of our last, let's see, five games, we have one win against number 20 Florida. Out of their last five games, they have two wins against uh, Liberty and South Alabama, which it's funny that they have a win against Liberty because that brings us to our next game. By the way, LSU is probably going to win like somewhere in the ballpark of 42 to 10. Um the next game, and this is interesting, uh, we have UL Lafayette traveling to Liberty to take on the Liberty Flames. Uh, Liberty is in Virginia. I don't know which city they're in. Um, 
Liberty is the favorite in this game. Liberty is seven and three. UL is nine and one. Uh, Liberty is a four and a half point favorite. I think it's mainly because they're the home team. Um, Liberty right now has a sixty four point seven percent chance of winning this game, according to ESPN's matchup predictor. I don't see this going that way at all. I think we're gonna blow them out the stadium. Uh, any team that loses to ULM has lost all credibility to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I think Levi Lewis and Coach Napier are really gonna turn this on. I think the rushing game will be there. And look, UL has a bad habit of playing down to its opponents. We've seen that all season. Uh, Saw it against Georgia State. We saw it against, I believe it was Arkansas State. I don't see that happening this game. I think, and and this game doesn't matter. I say it doesn't matter. It matters, but not to conference play. We still are hosting the, the Sun Belt Conference Championship. That's not changing. This game has nothing to do with that. This is purely for record. Um... I don't want the Cajuns to go into this game thinking that, that hey, if we lose, who cares? I don't want that to happen. Um, I think Coach Napier is going to have them ready. And the game is at 3 p.m. Central time. I think UL is going to win a big one. And I would say they'll probably win somewhere around 28-17, I'm going Cajuns. All right. So Cajuns getting to 10-1, and one, and it'll be, I believe it'll be Billy Napier's third 10-win season which has never been done by a UL coach before. Um, let's Just see. Just another reason I don't want to see him leave. One thing uh, that is very interesting, and an- another coach that kind of stops the-, the thought of him going to LSU, and by the way, Lincoln Riley is now the front runner. Apparently, LSU offered Lincoln Riley a $8 million or so contract. OU can match it. They won't. Um, and if Lincoln Riley goes to LSU, a lot of people are saying that Caleb Williams will come with him. Interesting. Which I don't like because I think that hurts Walker for going to LSU. And I could see Walker maybe switching to Notre Dame. He just went on a visit there. But a lot of me thinks Walker is through and through LSU. Um, but you never know. If if Lincoln comes and he brings in his own quarterback, system changes, you never know how that could go. But I still want to see Walker Howard wearing purple and gold just like his dad did. Um, Lane Kiffin to all – I'm sorry, leaving – could leave Ole Miss for Miami. Uh, multiple sources close to Kiffin said that if the job opens up, he is very inclined to take it. Um, another big thing about if Kiffin were to go to the University of Miami, would he bring or be able to get Arch Manning to go to? Um, Lane Kiffin has probably recruited Arch Griffin more than any other coach in the country. Um, Manning. Manning. I said Griffin, didn't I? Yeah. I don't know why I said Griffin. Yeah, it was weird. I wasn't even talking about anybody with Griffin. I don't know. Anyway, um, Arch Kiffin Manning. on the mind. Arch Manning. I think Kiffin has recruited Manning more than any other coach in the country. He did the whole stunt where he was Arch Manning was the only person he followed on Instagram like a creep. Um, I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> uh, I could definitely see Kiffin leaving Ole Miss for Miami. Ole, Miami would be able to pay him a lot more money. Um, he would be able to get out of the gauntlet of the SEC, be able to go to the ACC where it's – I mean, if things continue like this for Clemson, the ACC is open. It's anybody's game. Um, Miami has been lacking a great head coach, and Miami has been what they have been for the past 20 years. It's not the 90s anymore. Miami has been your 6-6, six and six, your 7-5, and five, occasional 9-3 and three teams. So I think Kiffin would be a good fit in Miami. But also, at the same time, with all of his antics, Miami's the perfect place for him. Yeah. I mean, big city, 
antics go back with that program for its entire existence. Um, lots of golf courses. Lots of golf courses. Lots of old retired people. Shout out to the retired folk. Uh, <laughs> we know you're listening. We know you're listening. But, yeah, so Kiffin could possibly be leaving Ole Miss to go to the University of Miami, and he could be bringing Arch Manning with him. Um, before we go to the NFL, there's one thing I wanted to talk about. It's a story I found. Um, Butch Davis is not going to be returning as Florida International's head coach next year. But there are a lot of big problems at FIU that are going very unnoticed. Um, when Butch Davis arrived, FIU had shoulder pads that were at least 10 years old. <coughs> FIU refused to buy new shoulder pads for the players. Um, Davis and co. were not allowed to go on the road to recruit the past two years due to financial reasons. Um, FIU hasn't gotten new football uniforms in over nine years, and Davis was only allowed to offer assistance one-year contracts. Um, oh, and midway through the 2021 season, FIU posted that there was a head coach opening on their website. This is a Division One program. <laughs> So they just posted a Craigslist ad. We're like, hey, we need a coach. But th- th- I, this is a Division One football program. This isn't Division Three Louisiana College. This is Florida International. This is mind-blowing to me. They can't get new pads. He can't offer his assistants more than a one-year contract. They haven't had new jerseys in 10 years. That is mind-blowing. Um it's going to be really interesting to see if anything happens at FIU and they get more funding and actually put some support into their football team, which generally makes you the most money. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I was shocked when I read that. Um, and lastly, Bryce Harper won his second NL MVP, and Shohei wins his first AL MVP. I told you it was, hap- was going to happen. Oh, yeah. There was no way they were going to not give it to Shohei, even though it should have been Guerrero. Um, I'm ready for baseball. <laughs> All right, Josh, take it away. All right. Well, Monday night we had, you know, the whole Odell Beckham is going to the Rams. 49ers haven't looked really good all season. And I thought it was kind of going to be a blowout by the Rams. And that was the exact opposite of what happened. OBJ had two catches for 18 yards. It's n- definitely not the start you want to have. It's not the primetime debut you really want to have for a guy that was coming to say that he wanted to be that guy. Really wish I didn't start him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Now, he had only been there a few days, so you cut him some slack. He clearly hadn't memorized the playbook or gotten used to all the like on-the-field verbiage and all that. But we, we have to see how he progresses from here. But as for the game itself, the story has to be the brutal just ground-and-pound play style that the Niners were just running the entire night. It was disgusting. Their first drive was 11 minutes. I think it was like 14 plays. Took up almost the entire first quarter. And fr- from that point, they never stopped doing that. They just kept doing it to the Rams all night long. And their defense only held the Rams to 10 points. And that's a that's a good feat like on its own. But running the ball down the throats of Aaron Donald and Von Miller is way more impressive. I agree. It was just – and Elijah Mitchell plays for the 49ers, and he was a big part of it. So it was nice to see a little UL <sighs> going in there and doing it. He's a dog, I too. Know. He is so good. But, yeah, it was – I said on Monday that the 49ers didn't look, just haven't looked good at football this year, and 
they took it personally. So, 49ers, if you're listening, which I know you are, I apologize. And then Thursday night, the Patriots genuinely look like one of the top contenders coming out of the AFC. I wanted to say, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you, I found that Powerade. It was a Powerade. It was oh called <laughs> Green Squall. Squall. Green Squall. And it was phenomenal. There you go, right there. Oh, that's like lime green. Yeah, Green Squall. They had that and then Jagged Ice. And Jagged Ice was phenomenal as well. Did that did that one become the uh, the melon flavor? I think, I think so. Because that's they, my favorite power. They flavor. changed it up a bit, but yeah, I think that's what it became. Dude, there's nothing. Don't look at me like that. There's nothing wrong with melon Powerade. You just Can you you just like quirky things, Jack. No, I like <laughs> he likes niche <laughs> items. It's me, it's melon, right? So it's like watermelon adjacent flavored, right? And then. The fact that you're describing Powerader as watermelon adjacent flavored. All right. All right. We're at 45 minutes. We can't have another hour, 30 minute episode. Because <laughs> everybody tunes out at 45 minutes. All right. Well. Oh, man. That's sad. It, that's, it was, the, that's when the NFL comes on. It was a joke. I know. It was, it was a little dig at Josh. Yeah, he didn't get it, though. He's, it's okay. I had to make sure he got it. <laughs> I did. I was just going to ignore it. But it's okay. Fine. <laughs> anyway, All right. Come on. The Patriots are 6-4 and four now, and they're in very good position to win their division, which at the beginning of the year, it was the 6-3 and three Bills division to lose. They, they have Bill Belichick. They have a coach that has been there every year for the past 20 they have a coach that's seen everything. Yeah, their coach knows everything about, there is to know about football. He could teach every single person, every single other coach in the NFL, a million things and still have a million more to tell. But the, heading into the late season in the playoffs, it's going to be Mac Jones's ability to play in the big game and keep pace with the rest of the pack when they enter the playoffs. And I really think that if they keep, if he keeps progressing how he is right now, He'll be able to. And the Bills, the Bills better, better step it up. They better say their prayers because and eat this, their Wheaties. This isn't the Patriots from last year that y'all could kind of walk all over. This is this is a different team. Yeah, absolutely. Get it figured out. Absolutely. Now, in, in news for today, Antonio Brown's personal chef has come forward and said— <laughs> Such that, a wild story. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to make sure everyone gets it. Antonio Brown's personal chef has come forward and said that AB showed him a fake COVID vaccination card that he bought that he showed to the NFL to avoid the COVID protocols that have been instituted by the league. It was basically a white paper with green crayon that said, I am vaccinated, <laughs> like from bench warmers. So what do y'all think about this situation? Do, I mean, do we believe him? That's the thing. I mean, what does Antonio Brown's personal chef have to gain from this? <laughs> Some from publicity. Some what limelight. Is, where is he going to go after this? Yeah, I mean, nobody else is going to hire him as, as their personal yeah, chef. I'm not going to lie. He's just a rat. <laughs> Jackson, you turned me. Because <laughs> now I'm on Jackson. Yeah, I don't see what, what he has to gain. Why would he lie? Like, he's not going to – because nobody's going to hire him because he's a rat now. You know, you can't tell him anything. He's going to go to the public with it. Exactly. So now his, his, his career as a personal chef is probably over. <laughs> Unless he goes to somebody who's who has nothing to lose, who won't tell him any secrets. Cause I mean, who is really out here telling their personal chef secrets, though? I don't. I don't know what he has to lie. Unless and look again, don't know their relationship. 
maybe they had some beef and he wanted to get back at him. Got like a little steak? beef going. Like steak? Fil- it, a little Philly cheesesteak? It was definitely a chef joke. Maybe they had some beef, right? And he was like, well, let's I, – I want him to go down. <laughs> I don't know what they're – look. I mean, Antonio Brown has been known to throw mattresses at children, so. Yeah. That's a whole All mattress. Right. <laughs> he threw it out of a window on, uh, like, the balcony of a hotel, and it, like, landed by child. the pool oh, wow. of, of a hotel where there were, like, children running around. And, yeah, he almost hit I don't kids. know, but the thing is, I don't know what he would have – I don't know why – how he would benefit from lying. Um, I mean, I see your point. There's really no gain. I, yeah. Yeah. Other right. than like a TMZ article. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you, like yeah, he, his name Which is Which no out one there. knows his name. Yeah, it's, he's say, like, still just Antonio Brown's personal chef. Exactly. Whenever your name is associated with another more famous person, you, you're gone. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> nobody's going to reference him you're by dying. name. You're done. <laughs> Nobody's going to be like, oh, did you know, and then say his name. They're going to be like, oh, Antonio Brown's personal chef. Did you guys hear about the Jackson Sloan incident? Who? Who? My Antonio Jones? Brown's personal chef. Who? Exactly. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, that's his name? Yeah, I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> yeah, I'll remember that for the rest of this conversation. Who? Maybe. Jones. Probably not, because I'm going to refer <laughs> to him. What's going on over there? <laughs> bro, just, who? Mike Jones. <laughs> but now, look, and the thing is, I, I don't understand the whole, like, I don't know. No, just I'm not trying to make this a thing. Just <laughs> all right, let's yeah. go. We're just relaying the facts here. Yeah, but we'll see what happens to Antonio Brown with this whole situation. Now the Saints play the Eagles this week, and to me, this game, this game, this seems- game, <laughs> this game, this game is gonna be a good one. <laughs> this game seems very winnable to me. Yeah, so did the rest of the games they lost. They played the Falcons. I mean, they were all winnable. Yeah. We all we won almost all of them no, besides uh, the Panthers. The Saints, there was a lot of games they should have won without a shadow of a doubt, and they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I need you to feel pain because I feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. But Philly has become a run-first offense, and they're going against the best run defense in the league. So they're going to have to rely on Jalen Hurts' arm, which I've said on here many times, it's it's just not that great for an NFL quarterback. He's good. At his core, he's a playmaker, and he's good at that. But his lack of arm talent has always been underplayed because of his ability to make plays with his legs. And if we can take that away from him, he's just a below-average quarterback, and he's going to fold under the pressure of the Saints' D-line and linebacking core. That definitely be the best defense he's faced this season. Yeah. And – with that being said, the offense is going to be shorthanded again this week. When is it not? Exactly. Y'all have as many injury problems as LSU, and I didn't even think that was possible. Yeah. So, Kamara is potentially still out, which that's a huge blow. Taysom Hill is probably out. Ryan Ramchick is probably out. Teron and, Armstead is probably out. And Ty Montgomery is probably out. And Trevor Simeon is the fourth Manning. Yes. He looks just like him. He really does. Especially with the helmets on. He just didn't get the same athletic ability. (laughs) But even with all the people we have out, all we need is for the offense to be efficient and eliminate drops and penalties, which is easier said than done. But penalties, I feel like, should be relatively easy to eliminate this week. And with all this being said, I think the Saints win 24-13. Hot dog. Hot dog. Now, I'm going to get to my picks. Currently 87 and 63. So we got the Ravens and the Bears. 
how great would it be if he finished even? I would cry. Josh just goes on like an 18 game <laughs> losing streak. Well, the last two weeks have been just about that. Yeah, let's yeah. go. But Ravens and Packers, we got the Ravens. Pa- Wait, what? Ravens nope. and Bears. Oh, I was about to say, if it's Ravens and Packers, you already picked the Ravens. You can't change it. No, no, no. Ravens and Bears, <laughs> the Ravens. Packers and Vikings, Packers. Okay. And then Colts and Bills, Bills. Lions and Browns, I'm picking the Browns. The Red Wolves and the Panthers, I'm picking the Panthers, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. I don't know if last week was just a fluke with Cam. The Red Wolves. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, we're going so with it. So much better. We're going with it forever. Uh, the Texans and the Titans, Titans. 49ers and Jaguars. I'm going with the 49ers. Dolphins versus Jets. Who cares? Jets. Saints and Eagles. Saints. <laughs> Bengals versus Raiders. Bengals. Bengals. The Bengals are coming off a of bye week. The Raiders, I still think, are a good team. They just they they just have everything going against them this year. Yeah, literally everything. Can y'all still hear me? Yeah, we can. Okay, because I turned my headphones down and I can't hear myself. <laughs> I was panicking. And we got the Cowboys and the Chiefs. This one's a very, I feel like, very up in the air game. I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, Cardinals and Seahawks. The Cardinals, I don't know if Kyle Murray's going to be back. Seahawks, Russell Wilson is back, but they scored zero points last week. Going with the Cardinals. Steelers and Chargers, Chargers. And then the Giants and the Bucks. I'm taking the Giants. <coughs> Sorry. And that's all of them. All right. It's, it's next season that, that the Red Wolves are going to have their official – the, their their name is going to be the Red Wolves next yeah, season. I believe so. I think I, I think if they choose any of the other ones, they deserve to be kicked out of the NFL. Hot take, Blake. Hot I takes. support <laughs> it. I support it completely. Yeah, All right. Bad. Are y'all ready for some trivia? New trivia. Activia. <laughs> y'all ready for it? Yes, sir. Yeah, let me turn my headphones back up because it's tripping me out that I can't hear myself. Hey, I was talking to my friend. And he's no, you weren't. He's one of our listeners. No, you weren't. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, was it Dalton? <laughs> no, it was actually Brian. And he was every time he listens to the episodes, he texts me his answer for the trivia questions. And I said, "All right, next time," because if I miss him, he calls me an idiot. So I said, "Next time, I can't figure one out. I'm gonna call you and be ready because you're gonna have to answer it." Okay, that's fine. I only also, have two for this one. I know we. I know we just said the word Dalton. And I know Dalton's listening. He's going to be listening. So, shout out Dalton. Shout out Dalton. Shout out Dalton. We, we love you, Dalton. We're going to miss you. <laughs> All right. Hold yeah, back the waterworks. moving out tomorrow. Hold back the waterworks. We got a podcast to do. Let's be professional. Dalton would understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which two schools played in the first ever college football game? Is it Harvard and Yale, Colgate and Brown, Rutgers and Princeton, or Cornell and Dartmouth? All right. I'm going to need you to repeat. Cornell and Dartmouth. I'm going to need you to repeat the question and the answer. Okay. Which two schools played in the first ever college football game? Harvard versus Yale, Colgate versus Brown, Rutgers versus Princeton, or Cornell versus Dartmouth? I'm going to go Cornell and Dartmouth. Same. Cornell and Dartmouth? Yeah. Y'all are both wrong. It was Rutgers versus Princeton in 1869, and Rutgers won 6-4. to four. Of course they did. Six to four. I would have to imagine. Wait, six to four? This, I, I six to four. Scoring, Two safeties? I assume the scoring no, was I've, different. I'm, a score, I'm assuming it was oh, yeah, you run it in for a touchdown. It was one point, point. Yeah, yeah, one point. Like hockey. Yeah. <laughs> but we're the puck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Do you have one or you want me to read the next one? 
Uh, you, you can go ahead. Okay. Which two Louisiana teams play in the River Bell Classic? Is it Northwestern State and Louisiana College, Nichols State and Southeastern, McNeese State and ULL, or Tulane and Louisiana Tech? What is it? Which two teams play in the River Bell Classic? River Bell. Do you need me to recite? Yeah, I repeat the answer. Okay. Northwestern State and Louisiana College, Nichols State and Southeastern, McNeese State and UL, or Tulane and Louisiana Tech? I'm going to go Nichols and Southeastern. Okay. What was the first one? Northwestern State and Louisiana College. Give me them. You, that's the one you want? Yeah. Jackson, you are correct. It is Nichols versus Southeastern. I was um, thinking about the geography of Louisiana. That, uh, that's it. that was literally the first thing. The two schools are 94 miles apart, and no two football playing schools in the Southland Conference are as close as Nichols and Southeastern. Uh, the game played between the rivals began in 1972 and was played annually until 1985 when Southeastern dropped its football program. It resumed 20 years later in 2005 when football was reinstated by the university. And actually, Nichols just edged out number 12 Southeastern 45-42 to this past Thursday. Southeastern plays, like, they're in the same, like, I guess division as, like, North Dakota State. Or is it just North Dakota? I don't know, but... The it's Bison. the Southland Conference. Yeah. Southeastern was number 12 in the country, and Nichols beat them. Mm-hmm. So, shout out Nichols. Shout out Southeastern. That's my hometown. No, it's not. It's, one, it's basically. I went, f- to, I went to mid, uh, pre-K to eighth grade right next to it. You're from Tickfall. Stop it. <laughs> All right, Jackson. You got one? All right, yeah. So, I've, I've, I decided we're going we're gonna to branch out, and this one is going to be a one of the, the blue questions, right, where it's okay. like actual ones. And then I have two like factor fiction questions because we haven't right. done any of those. So you all want the factor fiction or you want the actual trivia first? Uh, do the trivia first. I say trivia. It's, they're all trivia. All right. How many years must a player be retired before being eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Five. Five. Cool. Yeah, we already did that it. one. I didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I just right. remember because I literally said every number besides five and one through ten. All right. So these now that we've never done, never done a factor fiction. So we were talking about Randy Moss earlier. Fact or fiction? Randy Moss owns a smoothie franchise. Fact. Fact. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That was too obscure to not be real. <laughs> Why? Well, but the thing is, they're all, you know, it's kind of just like a does he? Does he not? Like, I mean, it's either a yes or no. It, you could replace smoothie with anything. Yeah, you does know, Randy I, Moss own an aglet-making business? Look up what smoothie franchise it is, because okay. it doesn't say. It just says he owns one. <laughs> Watch it's like Smoothie King. I was about to say, if it's Smoothie King, then... No way, it's Smoothie King. Could it be Smoothie King? Who owns Smoothie King? Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. <laughs> I really hope it's just the Randy Moss Smoothie Company. <laughs> Let's see. Randy Moss, da-da-da, making smoothies for customers at his first fruit juice franchise Saturday... Give me the name. Jamba Juice. <laughs> Why is it not giving me the name? It's just talking that he has one. This is st- starting to sound a little sketchy. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Oakland Raiders wide receiver Randy Moss' favorite smoothie flavor is Caribbean Blend. I don't need to know that. <laughs> it's nice to know, though. I, I might go get one I'm later. never going to forget that. Into Juice. Moss was at the... Corsi Boulevard location of Intajuice on Friday to promote his company's partnership with Fort Collins, Col- Colorado-based National Juice Bar. 
So it's Intajuice. All right. All right. Never heard of it. Nope. Never I guess Randy Moss. If I ever see one, I'm going in and asking for Randy Moss. I guess yeah. Randy Moss is Intajuice. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fact or fiction? The Cleveland Browns player, Miles Garrett, played college football at Texas A&M. Fact. You know Fact. I'm right. I know. Fact. Fact. Fact or fiction? Miles Garrett almost murdered someone on a football field. Fact. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's your fact or fiction. Another little fact or fiction about uh, Miles Garrett. <laughs> he went sleeveless twice and got steroid tested twice. <laughs> what weapon did Miles Garrett use when he attacked uh, Mason Rudolph? A football helmet. What is football helmet? Bing, 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 bing. I think that's today's daily double. Yep, daily double. <laughs> All right. A couple fact or fictions about Minor league time. All right, you ready, Jackson? What's your record at? Allegedly? 11 and 3. Allegedly. 11 and 3. Allegedly. (laughs) Again. Wait, I thought last week it was 11 and 3, so now you're 11 and 4. 11 and 2. I don't think you've been on 14 episodes. (laughs) It was 11 and 2. We're going back to the... We're going back to the before times. The before times. The dark ages. Yeah. Way way backs. All right. Raging Cajun. The Raging Podcast. All right. Are you all ready? All right, really Jackson, get off, ever be. get off your phone. Put your phone down, Jackson. That's how he's getting the answers. He's okay. cheating. <laughs> That's why his record is alleged. All right, you've got the Spokane Indians, the Dayton Express, or the Aberdeen Rubber Ducks. Would you like me to read you them You said again? those quite quickly. I wrote them quite quickly. <laughs> Go ahead, same again. Spokane Indians, the Dayton Express, or the Aberdeen Rubber Ducks? Dayton, Dayton Express. Express. Dayton Express? Y'all are both wrong. It is the Spokane Indians. They are a high A affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. I knew that one would trip y'all up because y'all would figure they had to change the name. Nope, they are still the Spokane Indians. I'm aggravated. 11 and 4! I'm annoyed. Spokane Uh, is, where is, that's that's in Canada. I don't know where it's at. I just know it was on the list of teams. I really thought it y'all were going to pick. sounds like a Midwest place. I thought y'all were going to pick the Rubber Ducks, honestly. No, that's the dumbest. Yeah, there that is a minor even... league team. I can't use them now, but they are no, the Rubber Ducks. No, they're not. Want to bet? And it no. starts with an A. Anyway, that was today's episode. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, Jackson, you do the outro. Uh, are we done? Anybody yep. have anything else to say? Nope. Any parting words? I'm good. Goodbye. All right, well, you guys, uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Uh, you know, go ahead. Follow the. Twitter, Instagram. We don't, have an Instagram. Your, we don't have an Instagram, but you can follow us on Instagram. Set up your yeah. Go ahead and drop drop your Instagram in the in the uh, description, Blake, and your okay. number. Oh, by the way, I just want to you know <laughs> shout out to Blake for showing up two times in a row. I got it's here been before real anybody nice today. Him here, yeah, he showed up real early today to make sure that he could tell us that he was here. Like I said, I had to get up at five o'clock this morning. I had crops to field. Yeah, he just yeah. wanted to make sure that we felt bad that we weren't there first. That's some oats. I had sow to- your seeds. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all Monday on Bleacher Creatures. Adios.